Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by Mr. Duartistic One, Anthony Duart. How's it going? You're looking awfully <laughs> small today. I'm a little small. I got no internet, so I'm on my phone. Word. And the man with the Series X, Kenny Castro. What's up, what's up, you guys? I am Next Gen in the house. Get the old gen. First one. That's behind me. I'm tossing out the Xbox. Catch it in the trash. No, I'm joking. That's going to my daughter. <laughs> we'll keep on with the intros. <laughs> and the man pulling all the strings behind the scenes, Mr. Phantom Producer Tyler Hadley is with us as well. I'm here to puppet master. <laughs> all right. So, yes, this is next gen launch week. Series X out today. PS5 coming in hot. Just two days away, Tyler will be getting one of those. I will be getting one as soon as my finger clicks the button quick enough. And before we get into the games, we'd like to say a big thank you for finally reaching 200 subscribers on YouTube. Long time coming, but finally got there. Thank Hopefully you. We get to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully we get 200. to the uh, 300 mark a little quicker than it took us to get from one to two. But we are happy we're here. That's what, that's what matters. We'll um, see. We'll get there eventually. Just yep. like a good I'm a dad. And please join the Discord. You can find the link for that in the description of the episode. A lot of stuff going on there. All right, peoples. How's your week going? Any exciting things happening besides the Series X? I know we, we, we're going to get there. We're, <laughs> we're going to get to it. Which one? Now it's hot. It's hot out. I thought it was winter. Now it was 50, what, 50, 40 degrees last week. Now it's like 77 today. Right. No, it's like it's 75. Been a, yeah, it's a bizarrely like, warm week. Buddy, and I'm like, what the hell? I got no internet. It's hot. Can't win. Yeah, here in Western Massachusetts, we had about a week of nonstop rain and chilliness, and last few days it's been all sunshine and above average temps, making the bees and the other animals act strangely. Um, you know, global warming has its perks at times. A little bit of a extended <laughs> period of t-shirt weather going on and. Mm. Mid-November in New England, certainly not typical. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you be doing anything outside to relish the final days where you can? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I went for a hike on Sunday. That was nice. Yeah, where'd you go? Up Mount Tom. Nice. Always Yeesh. a good standby. Good old Mount Tom. All right. Well, me personally, I guess taking the cat out my freaking cat whines like a dog and demands to be taken up out and i guess i'll share the story of what happened the other night with my young 11 month old wonderful tuxedo cat pepper um oh, God. my my wife and i have a pool table well are the house where we rent it came with a pool table so you know we're not avid players but we do go down every once in a while to let off some steam and uh a couple of weeks prior, Pepper was scratching at the sump pump, made a little puncture in one of the tubes, so he was banned from the room now. And he is a cat that loves to be around whatever's happening. You know, if there's uh, the rare event of a company coming over these days, he's there. If you're watching a movie, he's there. If you're working, he's, he's just a little uh, shadow. But he was not able to go down. And he was very upset about it. And we figured he was just running around upstairs doing, you know, how much damage can a you know 12-pound cat do? <laughs> so we go up after a couple games and we notice that there are vents where the air comes up from our oil um, torn off the floor. Um, I guess they're not really secure in there. I mean, they, they, they're totally secure unless you're trying to remove them. And the cat did that to two of them. <laughs> I, my, my first thought was like literally did somebody break in and do that for some reason because I, I don't know we thought somebody came in and kidnapped pepper we were just like what the fuck is going on here and <laughs> then we noticed that it is a big enough space for a cat to crawl into we start freaking out we start shaking the treats we're not hearing him we, we then we do start to hear him but we're not seeing him and we're like oh my god he's stuck down there apparently uh Elena saying, we got to call our, our landlords. And I'm like, just give me two minutes before we take that step. Like, And then 
after about a minute and a half, we finally see his face pop up and he jumps out and then we I duct tape the shit out of the vents. Before. <laughs> and it was a big scary moment, honestly. Like the the whole rest of the night we just had sort of a shook feeling like, wow, our little sweet cat almost got I don't know, incinerated. We don't know what's going on in those pipes. Uh, I think he he would have been fine, just hot air. Yeah. He would have survived it. He probably would have survived it, but I, I like just the thought of like needing a saw or something to like go to one of these tubes or whatnot, you know. I, anyway, he got in, he'll find the way out when he's hungry. True. Yeah. Um, you'd like to hope so, anyway. All right. So let's get into the games we've been playing. And why don't we start off with the elephant in the room? Uh, Kenny picking up that Series X. You can see it right there. All shiny and beautiful. It looks like uh is it put it next to your head. <laughs> Ooh. Only slightly bigger than his head. <laughs> I got a pretty big head too. That's saying uh, a lot. So how's it feel? How's the how's the controller? How's the give so, me your base level impressions. Base level impressions. Definitely love the design in person. Like I think it's very minimal. Um, not it's like it's just a you know, like a rectangle, and it's a, it reminds me almost like one of those mini compact computers that you could buy, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely gives me that feel when I first took it out. Got a nice weight to it. It's pretty heavy for a console, right? Yep. What I will say is the controller. Not much difference between the, you know, the Xbox One controller and the Series X controller, but it does weigh less. Do you think that's uh, a positive or negative? I think it's a positive, definitely a positive, especially if you're playing for for long stretches of time. You know that that weight's already just sitting there on, on both your hands, and you kind of get a, you know, slight exhaustion that you don't you're not paying attention to. But this right here, I almost fe I fear that this might fly out my hand with how how much lighter it is. Interesting. Well, um, if you think back to the PS3, that had a infamously light controller as well. Most mm -hmm. folks thought that when the DualShock 4 came out, even though it was heavier, it was a pretty significant improvement. And whether or not that was directly related to the weight is up for debate, I guess. But um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I definitely will say that the weight might have been, they might have must have done something with the rumble features right in it. And that's where they where they cut the weight out because that's where most of the weight weight is coming from is that where it sits in these pockets. So a lot has been made about the dual senses fantastic rumble. Yeah. Is it uh, any different? You said that. I don't. I don't think less... the, the It's just I don't think there's much difference in the rumble. I just think they made whatever they they place in there for the rumble lighter. Okay. Um, I don't think it's revolutionary like the dual sense. So. Um, they they kept it as a if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing just lightly tweak it. Gotcha. Okay, so what games uh, have you played thus far? Oh, I wanted to try out the quick resume and I want to check out a, a, at least one or two games because you know of course gotta install the games also. This came no none of my games pre-installed right. So I right away installed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I, I installed. Um, Tetris Effect Connected. Nice. Okay. Those two I was able to try right away. Um, Yakuza I finished installing shortly after, but I wasn't really playing. I was doing things around the house and so forth and visiting my grandmother. But jumping into Assassin's Creed with how beautiful it was, you know, I made sure before I played any game, I went into my video settings, made sure that I had the 4K Ultra HD on, I had HDR Act, uh, you know, mode activated. I made sure that all the bells and whistles were ready for me before this game started up, and it was beautiful. Hell yeah! Um, so is it is it like a, I mean, Odyssey and Origins also pretty great looking games. In what ways did you see an improvement? Honestly, there you know I didn't play those games too in depth, right? Right. But I will say something that really just threw me, threw me and maybe it's just me being over the top it's next gen and all that stuff but it's just even just kind of going through the snow and like knee high almost die high snow right and just the way it oh it looked there almost was like wow like 
the sounds and just the visuals. It's almost like if this person is really wading through snow and it's not like the snow is just, you know, um, re repopulating itself behind them. You know, you're leaving tracks. Like if I wanted to spell my name, I could have spelled my name in the, in the, in the snow, you know, while I, was, while I was walking around in Assassin's Creed and just how much more lifelike the characters looked and more vibrant. The visuals yep. in the area were because there was, at one point in time I did the synchronization and you know how how big they do those you know that gives you the whole three sixty degree out. yeah yep. mm -hmm. and it just looked beautiful right awesome well I'm super looking forward to the game a lot of the things I've been hearing um, is that it's maybe a little bit less of the bloated feel that you got from Odyssey, maybe a little bit more story focused, which I'm very keen on. The even the settlement stuff sounds cool. You know, getting your whole team of Viking, your ragtag Viking crew improved and all of that. Like it, even even some of the negative things I've been hearing on other podcasts about it, I they they sound appealing to me. The only thing that I've not hearing such positive things about are the bugs. I know that those are supposed to be pretty plentiful. Um, you know, I chalked that up to COVID. Didn't, didn't it's harder to work out bugs when everybody's at home. But so the other one, Tetris Effect Unlimited. How is that? That one is hard as hell. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad I am at a Tetris game until I started playing that. Um, but that one, like the colors really pop in that game. Um, nice. It's it's almost like I was like, wow, this is very soothing and calming and frustrating at all at once. <laughs> um, every single time I was like, why can't I, you know, why can't I clear lines? Why am I so bad at this? And I was like, ah, but it's so still soothing visually. Yeah, that that is one of the best PlayStation. I mean, games of I think it was 2018. I can't remember, but anyway, so let's go a little bit backtrack a little bit and talk about the. Uh, UI and just the experience of navigating that. Um, I know that there's been a lot of talk that it's not that different from the One X. No. Um, is it? How can you speak to that? Um, I would say that as of right now, um, it's really like I'm not. I haven't seen anything really pop that was too different, right? Um, it keeps it practically close to the same, and I, I like that. I had no issues with the UI prior. You know, they and they're always updating the UI. Um, Xbox is one that's always ever changing their UI and trying to make it more sleek, more more user friendly, just more fluid, so you could just swap between things very quickly. And so, I felt like you know they've already been doing good with the UI. It's been been pretty good. So it's I had definitely no... an improvement over what it used to be. And From when I it was... first came out, yeah. I was just installing uh, Gears Tactics, and I was pretty surprised at the snappiness of it. It didn't used to be so just, you know, boom, boom, boom. When you're going through the icons, it's uh, it used to be pretty laggy. And yeah. now they've gotten to a place where it's it's pretty functional, and it looks pretty aesthetically pleasing as well. So, yep. well, then... <laughs> What else can you tell us? I mean, it's a it's a new I, console, and I know you've only had it for a few hours, but anything that we haven't gone over? So I will say the little share screenshot screen capture button, pretty neat. Um, I am one that felt like the pressing the middle button on the Xbox, then to press X or to press Y, trying to remember if I'm playing Call of Duty, and I was like, holy crap, that was an amazing two-person kill, but I know teams are around me trying to do all of that very quickly and not get killed. Felt like mm -hmm. a lot. So yep. this, this button, you know, I know that the PS4 already kind of had the share button, but it also kind of did the same thing as the Xbox, where it brought a whole thing that took half of the screen. Then you had to press whether or not you wanted a, a screen capture or record. You know, this, if you just click, takes the screenshot. You hold it, for a couple seconds, it screen captures for whatever amount of time you set it for. Nothing comes up on the screen covering your screen. It just does it very fluidly, and it lets you know your screen capture was recorded and saved. Screenshot was saved. I think that is very nice. That is very nice. So, like, if you hold it, it'll do like you you could set it in the settings, say like record the last two minutes or one minute yep. or five. That's freaking really cool. Great idea. Yep. 
So that is perfect because I definitely say for me, somebody that's always taking screen captures, um, just recordings of the last two minutes of whatever I just did, um, it felt like a lot pressing the middle button, having half the screen get covered, press X, record, and then go back to gaming. This is very fluid. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a good feature that I did not know about. Wonder what the uh, enhancements will be. As far as the share button goes on the PS5, I'm sure that we'll be finding out next week from our good friend Tyler. Okay, so I'm sure over the weeks to come, we'll be hearing lots and lots more about the Series X and it's all of its myriad of exclusives. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what's going on with you, Anthony? You're still down uh, as far as internet goes? No, I got back up. I got working. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're back at your desk now. Yep, I turned this way a little bit. <laughs> yep, you're back to your normal size. Back to my normal self. Uh, but yeah, I've just been uh, got that working, so that was nice. I guess I just needed like a firmware update. It was the big thing, which was really weird because I've never seen that happen before. But we got it working. Uh, and yeah, I did. Uh, what have I been doing? You've been playing Dark Cloud Two. Yes, I have been. I've been played. <laughs> me and Kenny started that the other night, so I showed him one of my favorite uh, JRPGs for the PS2 from my childhood. Cool. Is there a video for that on the channel? Not yet. Uh, since I didn't have internet, I was working on uploading that last night along with I uh, did a first look at the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity demo on the Switch. Right. Okay. That's Couldn't what I want to hear one. about. <laughs> so that, that's, it's really fun. The UI, I think, is great because it's basically the same UI as Breath of the Wild. And I, I love that. It was super nice. Everything was clear, fluid, laid out very well. Um, mm -hmm. It's a Warriors game still. So you, you, know, you go in. Uh, the art style is nice because it's Breath of the Wild still saw that same style, whereas like the original Hyrule Warriors, I feel was kind of they took not like too different of a take on it, but it was definitely a different kind of art style. So yeah, and they sort of mixed and matched art styles too, because they had characters, they had like Toon Link in there. Yeah, I don't know. I I have limited experience with the game, but this one seems like Nintendo's really behind it in a way that they weren't with Hyrule Warriors one. Yeah, same. I feel like this one's getting a lot more promotion than the original. Mm -hmm. So what was your timeline? I mean, like, is it, are you fighting off the same swarms of enemies? Is it, does it feel a little more Nintendo-like? Kind of. It's like, uh, it's, you're basically just fighting, you know, the standard Zelda Breath of the Wild enemies. So moblins are big ones. They're all over the place. So you, you know, say you go into an area, you have to take over uh, like a classic warrior style thing. You have to take over a little fort or a little square on the map. You beat up enough moblins till a big meter on the top goes down. Once that goes down, there's a big moblin that comes in. You got to beat the crap out of him, or uh, depending, sometimes it's like either uh, the Lizalfos, the lizard guys, or like a Wizrobe will appear, and he'll just like start dancing around, throwing lightning, fire, or ice at you, depending which one you get. Mm -hmm. Um, and you get different weapons, which is pretty cool. Random treasure chests pop up. Uh, everything's. I feel like the map's a little more cohesive, at least in this one. They kind of shows you where to where to go a little bit better. At least I, I don't know. I, I kind of grabbed onto it a little bit more and a little better than original Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, the first one did not... Um, for someone that isn't familiar with the Warriors series, I felt a little lost jumping in there. I don't think mm -hmm. it had a great tutorial. No, it's but... very just kind of like mash buttons until you kill everybody. Exactly. And it felt a little bit tedious to me. Oh, yeah. Um, do you... like This is Switch's sort of only big fall exclusive game, so do you think that from the demo you played that it's going to be worthy of that or like it would need to be a step up i think from the wii u game uh i mean i can see it being a step up from the wii u game but i can still see you know saying after putting like 10 15 hours into it it getting pretty repetitive even though there is like a really good variety of characters so far and i've only played as three but they all have very different move sets even though it, you could just play through the game by button mashing kind of x and y combos not really paying attention but it does kind of get a little bit uh more engaging if you do kind of memorize the patterns where every combo is different say like yyx or xxxyy you know etc like that if you do that because everything has a different animation and there's so many animations it, it was kind of slowing down getting a little laggy for me at certain points when so many enemies were on screen and i was just going nuts with all these attacks and once you yeah. have that special meter filled up you get to do a huge like area clearing special but i mean We'll, we'll, we'll kind of see. I can see it's going to be, you know, if you love Dynasty Warrior games, because those are really, like, hit or miss. People either really, really love them or they hate them. Uh, if you're a fan of those, like, the Warriors games, you're going to love this. But even if you're a Zelda fan, too, I think this is something just to check out. Um, if, you're into, if, you're, if you're into hack and slash as well, I don't know if I would be, like, jump on it right at release. But I think I will for 
something like this because it had enough variety and it didn't just change it wasn't like a linear just kind of menu i should say it's like the the breath of the wild world map is like your hub world and you can scan over it and there'll be certain points that pop up after different missions that you can uh, throw resources that you get in battles into and those will unlock shops uh roadside traders you can do blacksmiths that can upgrade your weapons because you get so many weapons you can merge them all into one weapon to increase that weapon's level to give it different bonus effects and all that so speaking of which the game is a breath of the wild universe is it a prequel sequel prequel so it's supposed to like the right in the beginning it shows like everything that happened right before pretty much you get sealed away in the start of breath of the wild so it goes into more detail on like oh you know this is how the calamity happened and how ganon awakened and you see in the very first like couple minutes it's this little white guardian he wakes up and then he does this little like ocarina chime and goes to jump through a portal to go back in time and so you mm -hmm. land in or the little guy lands right uh pretty much as like link joins the knights so you start from there okay okay so you think it's going to be interesting from a lore perspective where you're able to tell from the demo or is it sort of just um yeah definitely yeah? it's it's pretty heavy on story which is nice I'm very excited to see kind of how things flesh out, and I'm not sure if this is going to be like a one-to-one -one timeline or if they're going to, you know, tweak some things a little bit and go back and retcon a couple things because this I didn't think it would be like you'd start off the game at the very beginning of Breath of the Wild and then go back in time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that might take a couple liberties with that, but it'll be interesting to see. I'm pretty excited to check it out. Neat. Okay, well, this has been talk about the new... Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity releasing on November 20th. You can get the free demo now. Is that available until release date? Yep, free demo available now. And I would highly recommend checking out the demo because I played it, I think I recorded for like an hour, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, there's still more of the demo I can play. I haven't finished the demo. It's There's still like more stages. There's a bunch of side stuff. I don't know when they're going to cut me off. I don't know if it's like a time stamp or <laughs> what. But it was, They I was accidentally really gave you the whole game. Woo! I wish. That'd be sick. Has there ever been that, like, I feel like I had... A, I think there has been. A, a, an instance of that happening where, like, you, you clicked download demo, but it was actually the whole game. The full game. Had... I think there's peop been people in the past that have, or, like, companies in the past that have accidentally launched that with their, they'll release their demos, but uh, I think I think there was one where they did that, but somebody was able to hack it so that they were able to take off, like, the demo limiter, because it was the full game. They just took off that, like, oh, yeah, you can only play this part of the demo, or as a demo. But I don't know which game it was. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, Tyler, I know that you're off camera and you don't have anything new in the outline, but uh, you want to hop in for a little talk about what we played last night, me, you, and Kenny? Sure. Let me tell you about it. We played. I'll be right, right back. You just talk for a few seconds. All right, well, me, Wiley, and Kenny dumped in some deep rock galactic the Xbox Ooh. Game Pass. Anthony, you should join us next time because it was a lot of fun. I want to. Free on Game Pass, so download it. I think it's only like two gigabytes or something like that. That's awesome. Um, I finally got like an, another spot to set the uh, Xbox up because it's getting a little crowded. Yeah, yeah, super I, I, small game download. Yeah, I was very surprised with how small the game actually was. Yeah, um, two gigs. Yeah, the game itself, Deep Rock Galactic. Um, you play as uh, uh, different dwarves. Of different classes, um, and go into these different like minefields where there's bugs and monsters and things that you're uh, battling through. But you have an ob objective to either like collect a certain material or fossils or eggs is one of the things that we had to collect. Eggs. One of the missions that we did. It was, it's only we only got to the second mission of the of the game, so I really have no idea how else it um might ramp up in the future. Um, mm. But I think first impressions, it's a pretty cool concept for a game, um, being able to have multiple classes and upgrade your weapons and get new perks and things like that. Um, cool thing. Uh, what do you guys think of it? Um, I personally enjoyed my time with you guys. It, it's not my type of game. Like it, the, I would play it again, for sure, with you guys, but it's not something that I would go off on my own and try to find people in another discord or something because just the trying to find stuff thing it really just i don't have a lot of patience for it and this game 
you you have to bring up your map and find out exactly where to go to get certain resources and maybe i'm speaking a little bit too generally over what was only the second mission of the game but um, i was glad you guys were there to sort of lead the way and i was sort of just following along because i was kind of walking in circles a little bit trying to figure out uh, where to go exactly but i do think that the game has a lot of charm i think that the dwarves are it's a hilarious concept and, and when like when you fall when you die and you're needing to get revolved or re revived you say funny stuff like get back <laughs> over here you bastard i need help god damn it and like <laughs> Like, I really like the game's sense of humor, and I think that, you know, like, the 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 most fun that I had was when, back when we were in base, there's, like, a, a dance floor that when it, the game switches from first person to third person, and the doors to start dancing, and me and Kenny were just, like, messing around with the different emotes, and then the guy goes, comes on over the intercom and says, like, all right, we've got a message from HQ. Everybody needs to stop dancing and get back to work. <laughs> That's awesome. That's definitely good. Soundtrack is pretty. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty good soundtrack. I definitely agree with that. It's um, when you are, after you've accomplished your goal and your objective now is to escape safely, it usually ramps up in intensity. The music goes along with it and created some pretty tense moments where, you know, I just barely made it back and, you know, I it was mostly pretty positive. Even though I said it wasn't my type of game, which it, it's not really, but what, what about you, Kenny? What do you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think that, you know, sometimes I do enjoy chaos like that and just the unknown and just trying to figure things out um, where something that's not really, like, holding our hand. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I did enjoy, like, just... I felt like there was one point in time I was just throwing my zip lines in random spots and thought it was like, you, did you throw up these zip lines? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just I just did. I was trying to get to him because he fell to the floor, and I didn't know how to get to him. I didn't want to die. Also, I started just trying to zip line from wall to wall, trying to bring myself lower. Yeah, so Kenny had the zip line ability. My character was the engineer, and my big traversal thing was I could create platforms with a platform gun, which really helps out in situations where something is just out of reach. Um, Tyler. I had the, oh, Tyler was the, the driller. Yeah, the driller. Yeah, which is, driller. I guess, ha, it, that's got to be an essential person, right? Has to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, traveling to dungeon or finding areas that are kind of soft spots. Because like, like, I noticed that like some areas in the dungeons were like brown, kind of like dirt, dirt looking mm -hmm. versus like like rock looking and those areas typically were the areas that like actually led to something like a tunnel yeah and i guess theoretically maybe you could hit away with it with your pickaxe if you didn't want to have one but it would be really just a arduous and boring process yeah it, um, it definitely takes a, a little bit of time to actually accomplish your objective i like the aesthetic too the art style is really nice it's like That's blocky but not too blocky yeah, except for when I became the egg Eggman. You're an Eggman. I started finding those eggs like left and right. Doctor Kintober. Yeah, Kenny had a, he's like a pig with truffles with those eggs. <laughs> uh, and if, Kenny, I like so when we were playing last night. I realized that you you do this thing when you're playing an online game and you're trying to like get through a bunch of enemies or something, and it cracked me up. You always go. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like such it a bad really habit. Like when there's swarms of enemy and I'm trying to get by, like my sound effects kick on. You gotta have those. How are you supposed to? How are you supposed to relay what you're going through? It's like you're walking through if, a big and old. That's, swamp. And that's without you guys seeing what I'm doing. Like sometimes I'm jumping left side <laughs> to side. <and> I'm... <laughs> yeah, definitely a quirk I have noticed. Um, you don't yeah, even need VR. I definitely be up to give it another go, and we also need to get back to Ghost of Tsushima. We get that's the thing that that raid is just hanging so over our heads. The did one that got get... away. So is that like what five hours you you guys put into mm -hmm. that or five hours? Five hours. Yeah, that's yeah. A chapter two. Yeah, we can't, how, even, can't, even, can't even save. How long is this supposed to be? 
Well, it's a, it'll be less. I think it'll be like three to four hours if once we are like this time around, we'll run through the first parts a lot faster because we really have like strategies down pack for that one. But it was kind of just trial and error uh, because we were in there blindly and no one knew what to do. And it was just kind of let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. Let's try that. Or let's do this. OK, now I think we got it. Now we just got to do it perfectly. We got to execute perfectly. Things like that. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because we were just like like feet away from like that next crystal when, yeah. we, when we actually uh, lost. <laughs> I know, and then we then man, it's just it's the, it's the one that got away. Yeah, and oh. we'll we'll get there though. But like I said, I think we should plan it for like a Saturday afternoon where we're not like constantly looking at the clock where we're like, oh shit. Yeah, because <laughs> where we're not like, oh my god, we got work in the morning. Ugh. Like yeah, what's exactly. going on? Uh-uh. I yeah. did hear that Sucker Punch, unfortunately, is not planning. They they don't currently have any plans for any additional Legends content. Um, I heard that too. That this is it. That's oh. weird. Go out with a bang, boys. Yeah, yeah. For a free multiplayer update, it is fantastic. But they they got to get hard at work on Ghost of wherever the next game takes place. Ghost of Three Shima. <laughs> ghost of Yushima. What if they'd make it like Ghost of Hong Kong or something? Like I, I think he's okay. that's the thing that he's got to start. He becomes the invader in the next one. You imagine that? That'd be wild. Yep, and you know that they're gonna make it. They they spent too much time working on that beautiful first game to not follow it up with a sequel. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, so. Mm-hmm. What else we've been playing here? Um, I finished up the third DLC of Borderlands 3, Bounty of Blood. Ooh. I think it was really good. It's a very Western-themed thing. They do the they take something from Bastion and have a a narrator sort of you know, say what's going on. Like the Vault Hunter didn't waste much time doing this. And there was a funny part where I was stuck, like I couldn't figure out where to go. He's like. The Vault Hunter sure took his sweet time doing such and such. and <laughs> uh, But overall, I think that uh, this expansion was equivalent, I guess, in to Guns, Love, and Tentacles as far as quality goes. I still prefer that one just for its uh, the story I enjoyed more and the setting I enjoyed more. I think that this one maybe had better weapons. I actually really enjoy some of the more Western and old-timey feeling weapons. Uh, and the ones that I got for completing the last boss seemed really cool so i'm looking forward to going into the the fourth expansion which is something something in the cluster mind clusterfuck something like that it's got a strange title but i've been really i think that, that the dlc is better than the main game as far as borderlands 3 is concerned i really do i think that the the locales have been if more if not equally uh, as expansive and, and fun to explore Side quests are pretty good. Side quests are, are so-so. The main quest is really what you want to stick with, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I'm now playing with the mayhem up to one or two, depending on how I'm feeling. So it's still challenging. And I've just dipped my toes into Doom Eternal DLC. And after only about 45 minutes, I will say it feels a little bit kind of like filler. Like I have, there hasn't been any moments that have really wowed me it's just been like okay there's a lot of enemies and it's sort of a similar looking facility that you've played in doom eternal so i i'm hoping that there's some things that really grab its hooks in me because from the and i didn't even complete the first of of the three levels so i'll have more to say on that next week uh kenny you you had a stream and the the video is up on on the channel of doom eternal which is now available on game pass what were your thoughts on it it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, I actually feel like I had a very good stream too. Um, we were you know we were in there. You know, I was like, okay, I get mods for the weapons. Let's let the let's let the chat decide which one of the two mods we're gonna start off with. Ant was in the chat, also assisting with the choices. Oh yeah. Um, the music was awesome. Um, yeah, that was great. The insanity of all the enemies coming, and I'm jumping around, just trying to figure it out, trying to remind myself, oh shit, I'm low on on ammo. Chainsaw this guy. Oh, I'm low on health. He's blinking. Get my health back from this guy. 
just trying to juggle all of that felt like a very nice like medley of just health ammo kill health ammo kill you know totally yeah and then you, you, you gotta think about the blood punch as well which is what gives you the shields i just got that when i first stopped you know oh okay gotcha yeah that that's something that i didn't start incorporating until later than i should have and it really made things easier but the game gets more and more challenging like by the end that they I, I'll watch your future streams for sure because oh, yeah. it's it's a it gets intense. It gets real intense. <laughs> it's nuts. It was, I, I was pretty on much on the edge of my seat watching him. I was like, holy crap! I didn't think it was this wild. That was another one of those streams where I was like trying to physically in real life dodge while I was jumping <laughs> and dodging also. Yeah. <laughs> just like, All right. So somebody wrote into the show, James Keegan from our Discord, and asks. What is our favorite game of the year so far, and why? Who wants to start? Oh, I'll, God. I'll go ahead. I will go Ghost of Tsushima. That free okay. multiplayer update put it over the top for me. Yeah, I think Tyler's probably in the same boat. Am I wrong? No, I definitely agree. Um, even just a, a, as a single player before the update came through, it was probably my game of the year so far. Um, just in a game. Low second would probably be, and I saw it as an honorable mention on Wiley, would be, probably be Hades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hades has, I think, wowed everybody as far as its content, or its story content, its its combat, its... Uh, the, the writing, just the sheer quality and quantity of it is something that, you know, I'm on run... 70 or so and every single time i fight the first boss it's something new and i think that uh i saw a tweet somewhere that somebody was on attempt 118 and they still hadn't had any repeated dialogue so i don't know how they did it man it's pretty remarkable Crazy. so wow yeah hades is in my top three but i gotta give my personal one at this time still to last of us part two uh just the gameplay was uh, more intense and engaging than I expected. Visuals were incredible, uh, but really it's just that story and needing to know what happened next. And it's the only... I, I'm typically somebody that doesn't binge through things. I, I like to do things for an hour or two a day and kind of just mix up my time, whether that's with an audiobook or a TV show or a game. I'm, I'm not usually one to rush through them, but Last of Us Part Two was had me such so on the edge of my seat that I just had to keep going like in three or four days i got through the 30 hour game so it's um just yeah that that just edges out over hades and goes to Tsushima for me we'll, we'll see what happens with cyberpunk if it actually does come out this year probably won't even be able to get through it uh assassin's creed valhalla still one to think about uh yeah like a dragon that's getting a lot of really really good buzz that's true oh, and i can't wait for that <laughs> dude it's out you should you should uh I gotta pick it up. Oh yeah, you gotta get the physical copy, of course. Oh yeah, of course. You know me. Yep. I'm stoked for that. And we got what Melody of Memories coming out Friday, Kenny? It's Friday, yep. It's gonna be a rough What week. is that? Is that is that like a the rhythm battle game? Kingdom Hearts. I knew Definitely. it was a Kingdom Hearts related. And I'm guessing yep. this is continuing the story after three. Ah, who knows? It's I don't like... think so. <laughs> It's what they're usually. It's they're doing what they always do with the Kingdom Hearts franchise. The, the like, filler games in between. Exactly. It's just like uh, a little bit of, to hold us yeah, over. When when we beat the game, we'll get like an extra, like a hidden scene at the end. You know, talking more about the the Guardians of Light and the Guardians of Darkness. They are the ones they mentioned in like the last two minutes of the game. Yep. <laughs> All right, so thanks for the question, and you can always submit more questions either in a YouTube comment or in the Discord in our questions of the so section. So thanks, James, for asking. Okay, did I just cut somebody off? I, I have, did somebody want to say something? No, 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 no. We're good to keep going, I think. Good, yeah. Okay, I don't really cool. have, I don't even think I really have a favorite. I don't think I played actually too many games. Yu Yakuza is probably going to be like the newest one along with Melody and Memory, aside from. I think FF7 remake was the only like new new one. Ooh, and that was okay. Okay. It was, I mean it was good, but it wasn't like game of the year for me. Okay. Well, 
I thought that was up there. Like that'll definitely be in my top ten. And as will Doom Eternal, as will Orion the Will of the Wisps. There's a lot of ordering that needs to go on before the final list is counted. Okay, so topic of the show this week is going to be sort of a a brief one, and it's kind of obvious, and it's the only way that I knew where to go this week was just impressions that people are giving of the PS5 and the Series X now that they have them in their hands of some of the launch titles, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Bug Snacks. Bug um, Snacks. And oh, yeah. Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. <laughs> so, yeah, what what I'm hearing, and this is sort of, I wonder what, what your guys' sense of this is, is that the PS5, and I don't want to sound like a fanboy here, but is, is feeling more like next-gen to people, whether that's because of the controller or because of the weirdness of the design <laughs> or, you know, see this quote comes from wired PlayStation five. Isn't just a bigger, better box. It really feels new and futuristic with the power of the hardware and the genuinely fun and impressive features of the dual sense. It actually promises new way to play while it's revamped UI better draws players into those games. Um, and this is coming from Digital Foundry. PS5 is a home run. Xbox Series X presents the notion of latent power yet to be unleashed and is almost conservative in its presentation, both in terms of its cuboid form factor and its UI, which is all intense and purposes a smoother, slicker, faster version of the Xbox One. PS5 is an altogether different experience, a Buck Rogers physical design with system software that's fast, immediate, beautifully present presented and almost excessively eager to herald the arrival of a new generation of gaming to the point where you're even given a pack in game. What says y'all? I mean, I think it's um, kind of what everyone was expecting anyway, um, at least for right now, because Xbox doesn't have a whole lot of optimi- optimized uh, exclusive games coming out for it. So, I mean, I think there's just a lot of hype in general. Um, for the PlayStation 5 or so than the Xbox? I um, I would agree that it just seems like there's a little bit more of a Holy Grail type feeling with the PS5 over the Series X. And not to discount it, Kenny, I know it's beautiful and that is... Haha, you got the dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> so all I have to say is, right, everybody comes out the gate, right, but it's not a 100-yard dash. Remember that. It's a this marathon. A, it's a marathon. This is not a not a console launch that's only two years in the in the running. So mm-hmm. we're gonna revisit this this and the tail end and see how everything pans out. For but sure. I, but I, I say it. You know, we all we talked about it plenty in plenty episodes where we spoke about, you know, just in general, how about how Xbox really came out the gate with their strategy that there's no rush to jump into the Series X. You grab it, you know, but understand that we're still supporting backwards into the Xbox One for at least the next year or so, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that they've certainly got the, their vision and Game Pass just keeps getting more and more impressive and the, a better value and really is, I would say, even be it like beyond the Netflix of gaming, maybe, <laughs> just because there's no competition like it. Um, there's nothing really. I guess there's PlayStation now, which which is seems like still a bit of an afterthought for Sony. Seems yeah. like they're they're leaning a little bit more into the PS Plus collection type of thing, which but that's fine. I, I they both work for me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. I guess the Plus is better because I already have it. I don't have to make an additional investment. Yeah. Um, and uh, as far as some games go, seems like Miles Morales is impressing people in ways uh that they weren't really expecting you know they say it's not quite as expansive as the original spider-man but that the story is equally as good if not better i heard jeff gersman on the bombcast saying how great that the combat felt in this one and that the electric powers that miles have really vary things up from peter in a way that is uh, substantial so what's the price on on that game again 50 yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, I feel like I've heard like two sides of the coin with that is like for, for a 10 hour game, they're asking for $50. A lot of people are saying that or are thinking that it's not really worth it. I mean, I'm sure it's a great experience, a, te- a great 10 hour experience, um, but is it worth $50? 
That is the question. Well, Doesn't the same thing happened with Metal Gear, like Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, and that came out and was like glorified. Demo. Okay, well, that was that was like an hour and a half. Yeah, that Ooh. that was a major, and I can't remember exactly how much Ground Zeroes was at launch. Maybe it was thirty or forty, something like that. Mm. I don't think that those are equivalent because you could literally speed run that game in eight minutes or less. Like there was some <laughs> ridiculous footage out there, but. I think you got to take into account just the caliber of the production of this game. You know, it's not something that, you know, you can get 100 hours out of something like Terraria and then is it worth the you can understand why Spider-Man costs more. Like it's looks like a movie. It looks like uh, just the quality of the uh, it's an expensive movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like uh what was it? The one that came out for PS4. I think it was probably like a launch title. The one was like the werewolves. The it's order like, 188886. Yeah. The strategy game yeah. pictures of the game it was great. <laughs> that game was uh I actually played through it and had some fun with it. It was beautiful. So I, I think ready at dawn. Uh, I was, sorry. No, no, say, I was just going to say like to to Kenny's movie theater comment. Um, or to whoever made the movie theater comment, I, I saw like an interesting post or something somewhere where they were comparing the, the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X to like a Netflix and a movie theater because Xbox is trying to get everybody to go to Game Pass, comparing that to, yep. to a Netflix, and then PlayStation has all these exclusives that are seventy dollars each, comparing that to. A, Cinema, like the movie yeah, theater, like experience. a like the cinema movie theater experience. I see it. I see it completely. I feel like um, Netflix. I feel like Xbox is embracing that Netflix strategy and saying, you know what, this is we're we're gonna, this is our killer right here is Game Pass. You know, mm-hmm. it, whether it's on it to the point where I saw an interview where they were talking about that they're exploring ideas of even making their own own practically um fire sticks for game pass where it's really plug it into the tv it, it connects bluetooth the bluetooth controller um your xbox controller which has bluetooth capability connects to it and you play on the tv without needing a series x or a pc or anything you could play games from off of game pass off of there almost like a like a like the stadia. like the stadia yep exactly <laughs> yeah literally the same thing um right. with so practically their stadia killer even though it's dead exactly. already. Exactly. It's exactly that's what I was going to yeah. say. Um, but yeah, the the fifty dollars is certainly an expensive movie. But you know, the people are saying this game is actually more like eighteen hours if you want to do everything, and ten hours for the story. That's um, seven to ten hours, and that's totally fine by me for the price point. But that's just my opinion. Um, other mm-hmm. games that are being reviewed, Bug Snacks is exceeding expectations. Seems it like it's like... really a, a quality oh, yeah. game. I'm excited for it. That's free, awesome. Free to play on PS Plus. So Tyler, what's your day one? You just Demon Souls, Bug Snacks, anything else? Um, well, I'm definitely gonna mess around with the the Astrobot thing that it comes oh, right. comes with. because yeah. um, I've heard that that integrates a lot of the the Dual Sense um, features. Um, so I think mm. that'll be good to to try that out. Um, yeah, those mm. are gonna be my my three my three um, when I get the console. Bug Snacks, Demon Souls, and Astrobot. Can't awesome. wait to hear about them. Um, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, so just something that Ryan McCaffrey said about the Series X, who's sort of the big Xbox guy over there. This was from his review. Um, we can only assume that the Series X will wow us with new and spectacular next gen games eventually, but there isn't much to judge it on right now. But in the meantime, no matter what current games you throw at it, your loading games will be drastically cut, your frame rates will be smoother, and your resolutions will be higher. This bold and minimalistically designed box is quiet, compact for the power it packs, especially how it compares to the PS5, cap- capable and loaded with convenience features like instantly resuming and cycling between any of your recently played games. Ooh. So how, how did that work for you, Kenny? Did, did you try any of the uh, jumping around? I did. I tried to jump between back and forth between Tetris and um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and honestly... Seconds. I don't think I spent more than no no more near a minute before I was able to load back into where I exactly left off. Like, you know, my character oh, wow. in Assassin's Creed was still standing in the same spot, you know, where I left them when I switched over to Tetris. That's crazy. That's neato. Uh, does this? Did you play uh, when you were playing Tetris? 
does this one have local multiplayer as well, or is it only online? Actually, I jumped into the campaign, so I didn't check for the multiplayer. Okay, gotcha. So getting my butt kicked in campaign. Well, that's the one game I've said on the show before that Elena will kick my butt at, given the chance. So <laughs> I would like to be booting it up and playing with her, because that would be a fun time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back and bug snacks because I feel like Anthony. Oh, I feel like Anthony's gonna be somebody who's gonna really gonna like bug snacks. I've I heard, gotta look into it some more. I feel like it's. I mean, it's like it's a puzzle game. Is what it's sounding like, and kind of have like an entire. Um, I think uh, Greg Miller was calling it a, a Pokédex because, like, as you capture all these bug snacks, they kind of like get put into an encyclopedia for you. Catalog them. <laughs> Ooh, you know how I like that. <laughs> I love collecting stuff. That'll be. Oh, I know. Cause it's like I've been trying to save myself for the surprise to see what it looks like. But I just I've seen I saw the thumbnail. I think that was one of like the first YouTube thumbnails I was on here was like, oh, it's a re review for bug snacks. I don't know. I'm melting. I'm sorry. I'm crashing. Interesting. So no I, good. I'm seeing the game on uh, Metacritic, and it's got a 68 on PC and a 79 on PS5. So huh, I wonder if that's true. just. Uh, that's yeah, just bug snacks. There's not too many reviews in, and I think that. I'm sure it'll probably even out once more come out, but just something I noted. Count every vote. Count every <laughs> vote. Yes, count every vote. And depending on who you, I voted for last week, I, I hope you're feeling relief, but at least we can put that. Well, no, we can't put it behind us. What am I saying? He, he's, <laughs> he's not leaving. He's being a whiny little bitch like he is, but... Um, you can't make believe. I'm not leaving until they make me. I haven't caught all the Pokemon in the area yet. On the Pokemon Go account. I still haven't gotten to play Bug Snacks. I haven't gotten to play Bug Snacks. I already set up my space. I have my Bug Snacks sanctuary. I swear to God. If you guys make me leave, I'm going to throw a huge tantrum. I swear to God. You're going to have to bring out my Crash, Abibos, and my little play bat. I swear to God. Pokemon Trump on. returns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Level With You show. You can leave us a like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. More importantly, tell your friends about us. Tell them you got this awesome podcast. It's based in Western Massachusetts here. Just every week. Can't wait to tune in Tuesday at 530 on Twitch or listen to it later on podcast services. It's been our pleasure to serve you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.